Hey guys, welcome back to Lords of Order, a DC Comics Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and beware, this episode, there are spoilers. For those of you that want to leave feedback, you can leave comments on the Lords of Order Facebook and or Google Plus pages, tweet at Teal, T-E-A-L Productions on Twitter, the website, bigtimenoise.com slash Dr. Fate, or the email the Dr. Fate fan podcast at gmail.com. This is Super Special Anniversary Episode 75. Well, no, not really. It is Episode 75, but I'm not doing anything super or special. I am going to give my thoughts on Dr. Fate, the current volume, uh, 2015 volume, Issue 14. Cover dated September 2016. We have two stories. The first was written by Paul Levitz, drawn by Inaki Miranda, colors by Eva de la Cruz, letters by Saida Temofante. The story is entitled A Hole in Reality. Now, we have uh, Khalid and Kent Nelson, uh, uncle-in-law, uncle-twice-removed, something like that. They're, they're related through... Khalid's mother. They are in a graveyard, and Kent appears almost to be dousing. Uh, It almost looks like he's holding a stick out in front of him, and it's supposed to be sensing something. They're talking. Basically, he has taken Khalid to the... or not basically. uh, In fact, he has taken Khalid to a cemetery to find... Uh, an opening that Khalid left between our realm and the next when he came back from the dead. It has allowed at least the Afrit that was causing all the fire issues last issue to come through. Perhaps other creatures that we have not run into, uh, encountered, found out yet. But Either way, there is an opening that needs to be shut. The opening was caused by Khalid. Kent is taking uh, Khalid. He's he's not being overly helpful, actually. He's taking Khalid to the point of damage, and he's going to pat him on the butt and say, fix it, pretty much is, is what he does. So he's using this stick, I guess, to find the opening. Ultimately, they do. Kent sits down, weaves some kind of magic and we see a large metallic door appear closing the rift temporarily with the big Dr. Fate Ankh on it, or not Dr. Fate Ankh, but the big Ankh that has become associated with Dr. Fate. Kent is levitating, legs crossed, arms resting on his knees, magicking this door to appear, telling Khalid this is where you need to go through and fix the problem from the other side. So, Khalid dons the helmet, jumps into the fray, and uh, has a a rather ayahuasca, LSD, mushroomy kind of journey in one page here. We cut to New York, where his dad is back to driving the taxi, uh, has a fair that is complaining about the route that he has taken to an after party. They're stuck on the bridge. He asks if the the fair asks if the uh, tunnel might not have been a faster way. Uh, just a little back and forth between fair and cabbie. I, I'm really not sure overall what the point is. Perhaps something is going to happen to them 
in the next couple issues, but I don't understand this. Khalid gets somewhere, uh, and it appears as a large edifice with three doors. The middle door, just as he's about to touch it to check on it, bursts open towards him, and a huge snake pops out, wraps itself around Khalid, and seemingly attempts to crush it. Khalid wonders what to do, remembers dissecting snakes in bio class in high school. Maybe that helps, maybe it doesn't, but he's able to dispatch the snake such that the only thing is left is the skin. There's nothing inside. So he wonders, did I do that? Was there really nothing inside it? You know. But as he's pondering this, two of the little lackeys that Anubis had around appear also through the door. One is the mandrel, uh, baboon mandrel-looking dude, little dude, and the other looks like a little alligator. Well, as they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, because they know that Anubis would probably like to know that Khalid is nearby, um, no idea really if Khalid is actually at the Land of the Dead or if this is a um, portal to the Land of the Dead. Uh, Duat um, is the, the Land of the Dead. He he just hopes that this isn't it because he knows another confrontation with Anubis would just not be a good idea. So the, the smaller, and, and I apologize, I should remember their names, but I don't. Uh, the smaller alligatory looking dude attacks. We cut to the American Museum of Natural History where we see Khalid's mom uh, leading around her... Um, Arthur, we, we met Arthur last issue as he was working on some stuff for, with uh, Ms. Nasur, a, uh, an intern perhaps here at the museum, and they're walking around. She is telling Arthur about Kent. Perhaps, you know, the true infer, in, in inspiration for Indiana Jones. Um, my first dig that I ever went on was with Kent etc., etc. Tying Kent in even further to the family is the way I see this. Now, Mrs. Nasur working at the museum is kind of a new development, but not necessarily a bad one in my mind. Um, kind of popped up suddenly an issue or two ago. It seems kind of cool, though, because it will allow for the introduction of more historical archaeological nuances into the writing uh, organically. Right, because it's his mom, and she can find things or um, know things, be called into things, you know, whatever the case may be, and it, it would work. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, we cut back to Khalid, uh, well, Doctor, uh, our Doctor Fate as we know it, and I say that because Kent Nelson still has all the raiments, but apparently he is not, he is not Doctor Fate, or is he, he is not the Doctor Fate. No real explanation for what that is. Uh, just Dr. Fate is the name of this book, and the character is Khalid. So I guess he is the Dr. Fate. Kent Nelson, as he said, just still holds some of the abilities and magics, but he is not the avatar. For So maybe they'll delve into that a little bit more. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But Khalid dispatches uh, these these little servants, closes the door, uh, so uh, he is standing on this round, almost uh, two or three stair dais that circles this structure, 
on his side of the structure are three big doors. So now he's standing wondering, okay, this is where they're coming through. I need to seal this. I have no idea how to do this. Kent didn't tell me. Nabu is absolutely worthless. He He's not telling me anything about anything. He's wondering, well, what, what can I do? And it, uh, through the looking glass, Alice in Wonderland's Through the Looking Glass comes to mind as something that he was exposed to as a child. So he starts thinking about magic that way. Summons up a uh, multi-chain padlocky kind of spell over the door. And after placing it, the door creaks and kind of bulges the chains out a little bit, signifying that it is indeed being held shut. So he says, well, okay, I guess that'll work. I'm pretty sure this is what I was here to do. So he he heads back out. Back into Greenwood Cemetery. We've heard heard Greenwood Cemetery before. Here's Kent. Well, glad to see you. Took you a while. Did you get it done? And Khalid said, well, you know, I, I guess you were no help. Nabu was no help. I did what I thought. And Kent tells him, well, you know, basically with magic, that's all you can do is do what you think. Um, There is no rule book. You know, there's no textbook for it. So they both leave the cemetery with the um, uh, narrator here that says Sonny's back. I'm not sure if, if that means the story or if that means the regular artist. All right, moving on to the second story. It is also by writer Paul Levitz. It is drawn by Bruno Tamura, colored by Leif Lofbridge. Both of those two are different than the first story. But it is also lettered by Seda Timofante. This story is entitled Reflection. Khalid and Shea, Khalid's parents and Kent, are all going to a local church that is having an interfaith service. Uh, interfaith, interdenominational perhaps, but I, I could see interfaith because of course part of that family is Muslim, so that would be faith rather than denominations because they're not all Christian faith that are there. To condemn the terror attack, and I believe that is in reference to the attack that occurred at the United Nations several issues ago with the people being captured and taken to the bottom levels of the Egyptian embassy where he, uh, Khalid, encountered the uh, ghost of Nero, I believe it was, Caesar, Uh, maybe it was Caesar, the ghost of Caesar. So they're going to this church all together. Um, When they go in, they run into Aquila. Um, For those of you that are Um, This may be your first episode. Uh, Thank you for listening. First of all, I hope I'm being quasi-entertaining. Khalid's parents are mixed faith. Uh, His mother's Christian. His father is Muslim. Khalid has been raised Muslim because he's born and raised, for the most part, in Egypt. Then they moved over here to the U.S. Akila, or uh, let's, let's step back, Shea, is Muslim also, but she is more moderate contemporary American Muslim uh, as far as her influence on Khalid. Akila is American also, but she is 
adhering to the more traditional Muslim actions and beliefs, uh, particularly in her interacting with Khalid. So he is more kind of freeform because his parents are both. Uh, Shea is more the new Muslim attitude in my mind. Akila is more the old world, old school Muslim attitude with Khalid in between. Now, he has picked Shea. That that is his girlfriend. But and the way I said that I, I was throwing up the, the quotes there too with my fingers. Um Akila, however, is she also has her sights on Khalid. So she is he he is not interacting with her on that level, but she wants to, so she is attempting. He is interacting on uh, the boyfriend girlfriend level with Shea. S H A Y A. Shea, I, I assume it's how it's pronounced. So, uh, Akila is accepted by the family because they like her. She's a friend of Khalid's. I, maybe they all went to school together, you know, so they've kind of grown up together. She says that uh, her family will not be coming. As a matter of fact, she is not supposed to be there either. She has been forbidden by her father, but she went nonetheless. We remember that she was very heavily involved in the protests. She essentially set up some aspect of the protests that occurred um, had nothing to do with how out of hand things got though so that's a that's a different thing this is the first time that Shea and Akila are meeting uh, I particularly by the by what Khalid says I, I assume that to be the case after the meeting the police step in and say everyone stay calm more importantly stay inside there's a protest organizing outside and for everyone's protection until that gets under control, you guys stay in here. We find out, or, or Kent finds out, that Khalid's father, Mohammed, knows that Kent, that, excuse me, Khalid is Dr. Fate because he makes a, a passing comment about somebody doing something. A young girl comes up and is talking, saying what she has seen and heard from outside. We then cut outside and we see. A very, uh, I I hate to say this, but th- this is my impression of, of what is being drawn here. A very country, a very um, militant, a very neo-Nazi even kind of crowd gathered outside. Now... I hope that it's being drawn this way to heighten the um, impact of who it is outside rather than the fact that it's being drawn this way because this is the writer or artist's thought on these are the types of people that protest in this way. Um, if, If this is hyperbole, it's fine. If this is a a gut um, level interpretation, it's wrong because there are people from common everyday business suit Wall Street life who attend protests and hold signs and things like this of issues like this. Okay, they they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, protests always include 
all walks of life represented that I have ever seen. Agree or not, that is my impression. So, um, one part of me is offended the way these are, are drawn. Particularly, there's a man here in front wearing blue jeans and a jacket and a baseball cap. Okay, I have worn a baseball cap my whole life. So, I kind of take umbrage to the fact, and he's got facial hair. I've had facial hair for most of my life as well. I take umbrage with the fact that they're trying to say something potentially about protesters with him wearing a baseball cap. Perhaps not. I, I easily could be reading too much into it, and that's fine. I hope so. Uh, most of the protesters also here on this one panel are male. There's only one female. I'm not sure. You know, so again, trying not to read anything more into it, just uh, giving as much information about what I see as I can and my own impressions. I have no access to the writer or artist's impressions, so I, I do not know. Khalid has donned the helmet of fate, and the next panel we see is him hovering over the church. Arms uh, outstretched to either side, um, either because it's what he's doing to help him fly or because he's preparing to summon up magic, which he ultimately does. The magic is a summons of individuals that that have been important in the protester's life, individually, expressing their distaste in what the protesters are doing or the way that they are handling their disagreement with the interfaith meeting at the church. Parents, relatives, uh, important people in these different people's lives, each of them is seeing someone different. Each someone different is saying someone different, intended specifically for that person that is seeing that. Uh, It works. The crowd disperses, disperses in a very quick manner that the law enforcement people in attendance did not expect. One of the law enforcement members makes a comment about the Great Spirit, indicating that he is Native American. Um, One of the other officers even comments about him being part Cherokee. We have the uh, Mustafa family, plus Shea, plus Kent. Who is a Nelson? Shea, maybe somewhere along the way they've dropped her last name. I, I don't recall it off the top of my head. Leaving the church. And we, we have the, the poignant comments, uh, one by his father, Mohammed. It is better than it was in Egypt, he says. At least here it is not our own people attacking us. Khalid says, that's where you're wrong, Dad. They are our own people. And at least for a minute there, even they understood that. Because of what they envisioned, what he magicked them seeing that caused them to disperse was family. Much like uh, even a lot of them were going back were immigrants, uh, of course, uh, for our country. And so you have all these different nationalities represented, just like the different nationalities in the church. We're all one big family, you know, melting pot, America, everything like that. And then that's that's the end of this issue. So uh, the first story I liked because it, it continues some things. Even though he's not trying to train Khalid, I believe there are plenty of things that Kent will be able to teach Khalid. Strengthen, strengthening the uh, occupation of Khalid's mother and her association with archaeology and where that could potentially lead. 
his father driving a cab across the the bridge. I'm not sure why where that comes in, but we do know that that's what his dad does now, right? Is is he's a cab driver? He had been off because he'd been injured, and so maybe now he's returning to work. Was what that was intended to tell us. Khalid is Khalid, still tripsing, trip tripsing, tripping and falling and. Uh, fumbling his way to being successful at being Dr. Fate, but not being very savvy at it. Um, So that's where we are there. Next episode, I will be talking more Fun Comics 82. That will be episode 76. And then hopefully episode 77 will be Dr. Fate issue 15, which will be the most recent issue of uh, of the new volume. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me, guys. I'll talk to you again next time. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0, unported license.